Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu, and I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC Chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share retweet on that's right twitter um, with my handle the marketing anu um, or join us in our linkedin group um, that is live just search for ppc chat roundup and um, yeah i just request to join and everybody's welcome so you'll definitely get an acceptance there um, but if you're also on instagram check us out on um, ppc chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from the previous episodes so today we have led by the lovely Julie Puccini, who um, took us on the emotional roller coaster um, of the topic um, that she called simply called "What If." So basically, this was her giving us several scenarios of the possibility of several of the functions and functionalities um, that we currently have, have come to love and enjoy, um, with them being sunsetted, with the possibility of them being sunsetted um, by especially Google. So yeah. It was a bit of a heavy topic and I felt like we needed a therapy session afterwards, which in a way we are going to have on Friday, but wait till the end of the uh, the show, at the end of the episode to hear more about that. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it's, it's, but yeah, that's, that's what this group is for. Um, I, I think it's, we have, we're really great at supporting each other, being there to um, share our frustrations and, um, you know, just give great tips on how to survive in an uncertain digital marketing world. Um, and just feel there's going to be much more of uncertainty in the future. So best to pre- be prepared than to dig your head in the sand. Anyway, let's cautiously begin. And um, you've been warned, it might be get heavy and might, might make you think about things that will scare scare um, us a little bit, scared up me a little bit. But um, yeah, but let's 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 we'll face this together. So Julie asks, um, well, Julie starts us off saying hello. Thank you for joining today. We're going to do um, kind of a fun chat, uh, fun, <laughs> where I'll be asking a bunch of what if types questions. But first, how are we all doing? So, yeah, a nice little, little roll call here. As usual, Julie joins us saying, yeah, doing well today. We're having summer like weather this week, which is unusual for Philadelphia in April. Um, Snaptech uh, uh, joins us saying that we're excited about another PPC chat this morning. The sun is out despite the forecast and we have a big cup of coffee. Who could complain? Julia Vice also joined saying, yes, hi folks, doing okay out here. Very much looking forward to getting vaccinated. Um, oh, to make um, oh, to make dinner reservations. Yeah, maybe you even want to do the dinner reservations now. So one of my friends whose birthday is in September um, is already saying that already got they just made decided to make a call to the restaurant that you know she she likes and um they told her that yeah start the, get, getting your numbers together people have already started booking up and they already booked up up until i think june july she said so yeah people really need to get on that um i say i'm doing great the sun is out and my community really significantly grew um yesterday like literally i woke up in this uh, in the morning yesterday i got into my desk 
And um, all of a sudden, I got just saw loads of new people just following me, like literally like five, ten, and they were just coming in. I was like, wait, what's going on? I tweeted that, yeah, someone is cheerleading me right now, but I don't know who. And um, it so happened that my really good friend, Joe Glover, who um, heads up at the marketing meetup, which is this amazing community of people who just talk about marketing on a weekly basis. He gets loads of different speakers of like of amazing talent um, just talking about a different marketing topic. And um, yeah, he'd given me a shout out in his newsletter and people responded to it. So yeah, newsletters are really good and really work. Anyway, back to our role call. Green Rope joins us saying Alexis, marketing coordinator from Green Rope Hair. We're based out in Solana Beach, California. Excited to join and learn from this chat. Um, that's a new name that I've not heard of before. Anyway, just um, a nice PSA, um, I like to call it from Julie saying, before we get to questions, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all level. If you have something you want to share, please do. We're a friendly and supportive community, please. So don't be afraid to participate. But of course, lurkers are definitely still welcome. Um, Robert Brady also joins us as well as Nava Hopkins um, and James, James Hume. Um, he goes first time in years. I've got Twitter open at the right time. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, going on to our first question. So yeah, Julie asks us, what if you couldn't target search ads by keywords? What would you do instead? Would it change your strategy or approach? So this is something we've talked about several times already with um, Google not allowing us to see as many search terms in our search query report and match types really changing has really seen us show, uh, seen us um, having yeah less visibility on them. What kind of keywords that we're actually bidding on or even having control of what kind of um, um, yeah keywords our ads are going to show up against. Um, Brad Borowski as well is going to be joining us. Um, well, has joined us um, because he says the client calls have been light today. So that's really great. Anyway, so answers to question one, Julia Vice, um, Julia Vice comes in with, with her one first saying it would be definitely changed my strategy, but I will still look at what people are asking on ATP and Google Trends, then I'd go hard on audience testing and retargeting. Um, James Bodo, Bodo replies saying audiences have become more reliable over time and make up a significant portion of our results. If no keywords, then audiences would be the main targeting focus. And then I given out my answer here saying my thoughts would really be just to go hard on leveraging audiences. Um, and one of the webinars that I regularly join, which is also happening today on a Wednesday, um, is um, Optimizer's PPC Town Hall. And um, on this particular one, we had Nava Hopkins um, who joined and, um, and she showed a case study about how cost per acquisition was lower for activity that had audiences, audience layering as opposed to those that don't. So yeah, that'll definitely be my first step just looking at how much more audience leveraging that I can do um and just yeah it's just seeing how different audiences perform um Robert Brady replies saying I'd lean into audience testing hard so yeah same as me remarketing obviously but lookalike in market custom would all getting the mix the goal would be to gather the best signals possible very true Ken Chang replies saying that that would be an awful scenario maybe target by audiences so yeah same as most of us. 
And then we have Nava Hopkins herself replying to question one, saying audiences, which we're already doing, would be even more important. Ads would be crafted around human interest as opposed to keyword, um, opposed to keyword stuffing. Um, do we um, get negatives in this world? If not, audience exclusions would be clutch. Um, custom intent audiences are a must. So that's a, her advice. Green, Green Rope replies to question one, saying this would be scary, but definitely would adjust my approach to what is relevant perhaps narrow down on target demographics or where you want to attract leads from sam replies saying i mean we can't really target by keyword now at least how we used to thanks google um so you adapt target relevant um topic clusters overlay audiences plus much search up in the maze with the goal of feeding more direct channels, i.e. email, SMS, sales. Julie replies to this saying, this is a good exercise because I think we will eventually get to this place. Assuming audiences were still a viable thing, big assumptions would start here. Um, would be insert, interested to see if we would still see any keyword data doubted though. Oh. Scary times indeed. Julia Vice replies, that's interesting in terms of any keyword data. I don't think Search Console is going anywhere. So at least in theory, we can you can get terms in your traffic report. Um, and then Julia replies to that. But if you can't do anything with it from a targeting perspective or see any type of conversion data associated with queries, then it is less useful than it is today. Uh, yeah, Julia replies, that's assuming you're using it effectively. This group probably is, but a lot of businesses are very much not, uh, which is that's a sad thing. Used search, Google search cons uh, console, very useful for you. Um, Brad Bardowski replies to question one saying DSAs, um, URLs that is, as a replacement and strict audience targeting based campaigns. This would have me placing a heavy focus on landing page and content, continuing to build up that first party data and building out more audience segments to test. Sean Ellie replies, audiences or website focused targeting would probably be the next move. DSA with a close eye on queries to continually add negatives. James Hume replies saying, if I can't use keywords as the guard rails for the Google ads machine learning beast, I'd be looking to find another. Sonica replies to question one saying, definitely would um, have to switch up strategy. I'd be leaning more on audience data. What we are seeing in people also ask results other channels, full marketing funnel data to help create a targeting strategy. Um, and Nava gives another answer to question one saying, I don't think keywords are as important as they are comfortable. We're used to playing cribbage and the game has since moved onto poker. I love that <laughs> analogy she puts to it. Um, and she continues, I forgot feeds. We're going to become such good friends with our tech SEO colleagues as we optimize our feeds for new ad formats that get better screen time and auction prices. Um, than conventional text ads and James replies nice perspective they've they sure become more suggestive than directive um, Ami Cabra replies to question one as well, saying um, I would definitely have to change up the strategy. I'd love, I'd move into audience targeting along with custom or intent market or in-market audiences using tools like GSC, um, that's Google Search Console, to see what people are searching would be how I'd figure out new audiences. And then we have Julie taking us on to question two, going, what if you could no longer do retargeting? What would you do instead? 
But a nice little tip from Neva Hopkins in reply to Brad Badovsky when he talked about DSAs as a replacement and strict audience targeting based on campaigns. Um, Neva said that, yeah, Microsoft advertising DSAs are going to amplify this. Yay, static headlines. And Brad replies, yes, Microsoft advertising the, the dynamic search ads with static headlines has earned you a star. Truly a game changer for clients with more strict brand guidelines. Very much so. There's some of that bit in there that should be static. That should help with brand guidelines, definitely. Kirk then goes on to um, answer. I think this is him answering question one. He did mention this later, saying we'd lean into DSAs more. One of the biggest problems with increased fuzzy keywords matching is irrelevant landing pages. DSAs done will solve DSAs done well. Um, will solve this since the correct landing page gets matched to the correct query, theoretically. And then getting answers to question two, Julia Vice answers saying, it's my time to shine. If you can't do retargeting at all, like two major clients of mine, you go omni-channel. You do awareness on video channels, make a lot of noise on Spotify, and then go direct to DSAs and social. It's not as sexy, but it works. I like that advice. Robert Brady replies to, um, to question two, saying many businesses already do this well, but getting people to sign up for email or SMS would be my top priority without retargeting. Um, um, and then I reply to this. Now, this one would scare me, lurking for some good tips. I don't really have much advice on there. So I'm really glad about some of the advice that has been given here, especially by Julia Vice. And then we have Ken Chang replying to question two, saying run shotgun styled ads and try for the upper awareness part of the marketing funnel. James Hume replies to question two, saying in this world of no retargeting, does PPC now stand for paid postcard marketing? <laughs> Going back to direct mail to people, people's letterboxes, <laughs> paid postcard marketing. That's a funny one. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Amit replies to question two, saying cry and then probably move into DSA. Um, and then Sean Elliott also replies saying could test similar audiences to those that have converted. Um, Snap Tech Marketing answers question one here saying yes, but not much. Accounts would be structured to mirror the various stages of the user journey and target intent audiences based on those stages. Keyword campaigns should already follow this structure. Um, and then, yeah, James Verbode replies to um, Robert Brady's answer where Robert had said many businesses already do this well, but getting more people to sign up for emails and SMS will be my top priority. James goes this. Remarketing is often used for customer attention retention by paid media folks. Email and SMS would be a larger focus if remarketing was not viable anymore. Interesting thought. Julie then replies to question two saying, if retargeting were no longer possible and we could get there sooner than you think um, with all the privacy moves being made right now, then getting your own list to, to market to emails will be even more important. Awareness advertising would also need to increase. Um, Sam replies to question two saying shrinks or segment prospecting audiences, then lean heavily on data capture plus pass back. Um, pass back to platforms from an advertising standpoint. From a marketing um, from a marketing standpoint, invent invest a metric ton into community building, which could then mimic the remarketing experience. Yes, I think that's definitely what needs to be done. We need to start continue to building um, on our community. 
And we've got Brad replying to question two saying, going to keep it simple here and just say prospecting. Kidding. I would look to use some of that budget to place a stronger focus on new customer acquisition, but also look to potentially invest into retargeting outside of PPC. Think email and SMS as, yeah, I think it was, um, what's his name? We had Robert Brady giving that as an advice. Um, we have um, Green Rope replying to question two saying, we would have to go back to basics and email, email marketing. SMS, MMS campaigns, guerrilla marketing tactics, word of mouth, social media engagement, and content. Content marketing is king. Um, SnapTech uh, uh, marketing replies to question two, saying the use of emails and first-party data is crucial with regards to losing retargeting. Email marketing itself becomes that much more important in our opinion. Nava replies to question two as well, saying this is a loaded question because audiences are so baked into all advertising. At what point is retargeting? just regular targeting i guess i'd go all in on influencer marketing influencer marketing that's an interesting tip for us um and then on that conversation as well um Nava continues saying if um, we say that retargeting is only visitor to one page who didn't visit another that's an easy pitfall to avoid one customer match or custom lists two intent based audiences three contextual targeting for not writing bad ads and um, julia vice replies influencer really works if you do it right Mm, need to do that one right. Um, and then, yeah, Sonica replies to question two as well, saying, assuming customer match lists are still okay in this scenario, I'd be collecting those names. Um, Steve Hammer then gives us an answer to question two, saying, this one seems very impending with Flock, so that's some um, federal league not federal league but federal something of cohorts since um i don't know how we will have any individual options i'd be pushing the lightest um, possible ctas to get people to like follow and obey it won't be one-to-one -one, but social can still re-engage and then we have julie giving us question three saying what if conversion actions could not be passed back into ad platforms what would you do and for this one, I was like straight in saying that, um, yeah, you really need to just get closer with this date, with the data this time with them um, and not just our data, with our clients' data, with our business's data, get closer with the marketing departments and other stats that they're pulling up for the different channels that they're running um, um, campaigns on. It's, um, yeah, very interesting. Um, There's going to be very, very interesting times and very interesting to actually see how your stats have, you know, matched in the past and continue to match in the future for it. And then we have James Verbodo replying to question three saying lean heavily into CMS data. A lot of it, be, um, it can be very manual or labor intensive, but the data would be your new gold standard. And in reply to question three as well, we've got Ken Chang going, it would be like AdWords campaigns in the early days would run a clicks web traffic themed campaign. So yeah, that's just yeah, driving um, traffic and not being responsible for anything else. Julia Vice then replies to question three saying, oh, like public sector, did you make this list just for me, Julie? Um, if you can't pass back to the platform, your UTMs need to be awesome. Not long for the sake of long, not long for the sake of long, but elegance succinct data rich see which tactic on which channel is doing what you need and build on it um anastasia Soron Soronkina replies to question one saying dsa more 
intricate audience and demographic targeting based on customer profiles also target topics and apply detailed demo audiences. Steve Hammer replies to question three saying, I've seen soapboxing on this for a long time. Conventional marketing tackles this all the time using things like no exposure segments, double volume areas, etc. It's time to get fancy with stats. If you're doing social PPC, this already needs to happen. Brad Bodosky replies question three saying All, almost definitely cry. <laughs> Lord, he has another answer for that one as well. Um, but then try and think logically about what can be done. Can the conversion still be tracked via analytics platforms? Can you still view the volume of conversions coming from paid? This is a tough one. Curious to see what other people would do. And yeah, I think I was a bit bright on this one saying that, you know, I was like, we can we can cry together in response to <laughs> his answer. I mean, Meet wants to, I mean, Cabra wants to join us in the cry as well and then brett said something very important which as i said um you know at the beginning saying that we will all be each other's support system should this happen we're always we're already each other's support system in this industry on on the ppc chat handle sean ellie replies to question three saying use the data the business owns try your best to implement some sort of utm structure you can see on the client's back end that will help you determine what is producing um, Nava replies, I wrote about this a while ago on SE Journal. Um, I'd focus more on internal reporting and layer in UTMs to tell me which users were behind which visits correlating the conversions. Um, Julie replies, question three, saying that we're coming into an age of ex- extrapolation and modeling. Extrapolation on our end, based on whatever data we still have, we will still have access to and modeling from the platforms to make us feel like their platforms is definitely driving conversions start learning ga4 now so that's google analytics 4 sonica replies to question 3 saying oh my god um oh my j look at me oh my god cringe i really hope i never see the day but i believe we will always have a success metric even if it's not all conversion actions in any case developing a relationship with your clients and creating a process to share back end sales data is important yes share the back end sales data get get high your hands on marketing data and sales data and we'll still be able to survive we then have James Humes replying to question um, three, saying no conversion data, fine, then pass as much ad platform data into my platform or CRM value track parameters for the win. Um, and then we've got Amit um, replying, uh, starting off with give up. <laughs> but no, she said, I'd lean into data owned by the client and accept that we have to do the tedious work to figure it out. Snaptech Remarketing um, marketing replies to question three, saying that we'd increase mental health benefits for our employees. That's a very good very good start um and then she continues they continue in all seriousness seriousness we would use google analytics to support on conversion performance and monitor performance relationship between post-click data and on-platform metrics like ctr um, impression share to help make informed decisions um and then we've got um never replying given another question three saying i like google ads answer with consent mode and getting us used to modeling out conversion versions as opposed to relying on corruptible data points that said facebook's algorithm is kind of doomed in this scenario how how come they're doomed in this scenario interesting and um never continue saying conversions are vulnerable to human error um rl sales are not either we go 
got the business or we didn't. This, um, so real life sales are not. This would, um, this world is the best one to force all departments to rally share data in the pursuit of profit as opposed to what happens now with attribution in fighting. Um, Julia Vice replies, oh no, not Facebook. Um, what would the world be like without Big Blue? Perish the thoughts of um, Arelsi's. Oh, yeah, perish the thought for realsies even, for realsies, what was that? Um, and then, yeah, John Kagan replies to question three saying, question WTF it is, I am doing with my life. Um, then Julity goes on to question four saying, what if product feeds went away and we were left with only schema? What would you do? My a serious answer with this is that I would just run to Kirk Williams, bangle his door until he opens up. Um, because, yeah, if Kirk, yeah, Kirk's the only one that I trust to know what to do in this situation and i'll straight off go with it to his answer as well where he goes um for for number one get your schema perfected fast number two brush up on supplemental feeds and feed rules as these will likely be the ways to submit edits to the automated feeds interesting um thought there julia vice replies to question four as well saying now that's a brain buster the single point of truth for sales data should be the client crm but it is hard it is harder to make that actionable without feeds um, and then Julie replies as well, saying, now, I don't do a ton of e-com, but I would hope that the major e-com platforms like Shopify would make this pretty painless to set up correctly for biz, because if it is not stupid easy, it will be a mess. Truth. Um, Jim, I mean, Cabra as well, similar to me, went literally no idea. I'd follow PPC Kirk's lead hair. <laughs> And then we've got John Kagan replying to question four saying, finally have a way around unnecessary disapprovals. Ken Chang replies saying, um, probably panic because that would mean that supplemental feeds wouldn't work either. Um, James Hume replies to question four saying, no product feeds, make sure the schema is one valid, two easy for Google at all to access fast three up-to-date and matching human visible website copy um sam replies to question three saying short-term proxy time long-term break out the modeling plus find a new source of truth and that's in the case of why well, if we don't see conversion data navahawkins replies to question four saying all of the ecom and ppc peeps would cry ppcs and seos working together in harmony might actually happen i feel like this is the one what if that would cause real disruption because of the tech gap a lot of folks have we can't be great at everything very true um bread replies to a question of forcing coming from a dev background schema doesn't scare me yeah so we shall be running to brett as well um but if you aren't familiar it certainly seems like something um you should brush up on it's long been a hot topic for seo but could become more prevalent on the PPC side. He continues that imagine a world where adding some structured data has the ability to benefit SEO and PPC simultaneously. Imagine that. Um, and then Sam replies to question four as well, saying if the schema is implemented properly, it could, in theory, basically replace the product feed it just changes the workflow um and yeah i think yeah kirk replies to that it ain't just a theory so that um yeah the schema replacing product fees has already um started julie replies to that saying a lot of these what ifs are either in process have been foreshadowed or are a logical potential outcome based on all the privacy machinations happening now machinations is that machinations anyway um julie continues people can't even get a google 
analytics or Google Tag Manager tag implemented properly an astonishing percentage of the time. So this is terrifying to think about biz having to deploy and maintain. And Sam replies, I did say in theory, but from a data standpoint, it's pretty similar. Fortunately, doing this would be far more intensive from a crawl budget standpoint, so it's unlikely to happen. Ted Fay replies to this saying, I would love to see someone evaluate the opposite create a deep, rich and durable product feed, which drives own and marketplace e-commerce, feeds third party tools like analytics instead of having them pull the data from the site and leverages JS to create the structured data. And JS is JavaScript. And then we have Julie taking us to question five saying, what if you could not use lookalike or similar audiences anymore? What would you do? Uh, all this, all this what ifs of things that I really think to myself. But I've not even started learning how to do it properly. Don't take it away from me. Um, so yeah, Sean Ellie replies to question four as well, though, saying make sure I have a developer close by and hope they don't take away feed rules. Um, Sonica replies to question four, saying this is a cop out answer. But to be honest, I'd be learning more about schema. When you are left with a few choices, you give up and sink, or you learn new things and swim. Snaptech Marketing replies uh, to question forcing. In this case, I think we'd have to work together as a community and with our SEO team to ensure that all schema was consistent and optimized for shopping ads. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, now we're replying to Kirk's answer about, you know, schema perfected and brushing up on supplemental feeds and feed rules. Uh, Nava replies, the singing Star Wars king of e-commerce has spoken. Here's what PPC Kirk thinks we should do if feeds go away. And yeah, I love that. Um, the singing Star Wars king. <laughs> love it. Um, Ken Chang replies, question five, saying fall back to demographic targeting while we're still able to use what is left of demographic targeting. Exactly. Exactly. How about when that goes away? Um, Julia Vice replies, oh, go, go back to regular lookalike um, building, get a strong audience profile, then start mining your channels for audience insights. I like to start with YouTube and test, test, test. Love it. And then we've got Cameron F replying to question four saying less chance of having pricing mismatch errors. Sounds kind of nice. So there's one advantage. Sure, that'll be an advantage. Uh, Nava replies to question five saying, um, Yeah, you got me on this one. I'd cry. I'd lean in on custom intent audiences and use audience exclusions to ensure I'm not misdirecting budget. I'd also go ham on branded um, campaigns and focus more on a blitz display or YouTube buy. So, yeah, again, I'd also go ham. So, that's go strong on branded campaigns and focus more on a blitz display or YouTube buy. Brad replies to question five saying, Focus on other prospecting or new customer acquisition plays this is my cop-out answer of the day i'm trying to think of what's the most similar to similar audiences um and then yeah we've got um amita replying to question five as well saying these are tough questions yeah they're meant to be i think go heavy into branded look at audience insights more intently and audience exclusions um and then yeah we've got julia vice um departing with us stop departing from us at this stage um julie re replies to question five saying i really hope that lookalikes and similar audiences don't get kneecapped in all the privacy and data fights but i don't have a great feeling 
about it, we'll call upon my ancient marketing knowledge for how we did things before these capabilities existed. Very true. She has been doing this for a long time. Um, Nava then continues her answer to question five, saying, by focusing on a top of funnel blitz, cheaper channels, I can use volume to overcome the quality issue. I'd focus on landing page experiences to ensure I created a great experience capturing emails and focus more on those who are aware of me and slash I have their emails. And um, yeah, I'm not doing the whole trying to capture emails at the moment because I don't know whether I'll be as creative in putting a good email newsletter together that'll catch people's attention. But I don't know. I'll come back to that one. Um, and Julie then replies, Julie then gives us question six saying, what if you could um, not utilize your first party data, like uploading customer lists to a platform? What would you do? Wow. So if we could not use our first party data, what would be our options? But before we get into that, Snap Tech Marketing replies question five saying, as Julie said, we would use our ancient marketing knowledge and revert to relying heavily on first party demographic affinity and geographic historic performance to build audiences. Sam replies, um, initial reactions, a lot of time spent with SparkToro. Yes, SparkToro is really good at audience analysis. Um, and then, yeah, continuing with um, a lot of placement centers trick advertising where my target audiences are likely to hang out instead of finding them um, i.e look alike similar audiences let them find you i.e appear where they hang out very good good advice there james replies to um question five saying no lookalike audiences we still got the custom audiences built on people who searched for any of these terms on google right <laughs> i don't know about that um and then yeah we've got Nava replying to um julie's answer to question five saying um where julie had said i really hope that lookalikes and similar audiences don't get kneecapped in all the privacy and data fights um Nava replies both google and facebook have come out and confirmed that lookalikes and similar audiences seeded from first-party data are safe and they'll be building more support for them. I think this is the least likely situation to pass. Similar audience and lookalike audiences make Google and Facebook heroes. Very much so. So... Yeah, we can breathe easy about that one. Um, Orlando Valencia replies to question five, saying build audiences in GA to capture the customer audiences. Um, Sam replies to question six saying first complain on Twitter of course that's what we always do then probably some combo of one create a customer or users section of my site yay remarketing two double down on community building and three more email sms marketing to those people and I'm right liking this um really answer to that Steve has given and it's not he doesn't even put a1 a2 anything around it he just does a all so answer to all uh, which goes this will likely turn into a thread at some point but all of these are reminding um, are reminding me that we need to think brand trust and not just transactions so we need to think brand trust and not just transactions we might need to move more money to awareness and campaigns than we're used to and live with the waste very true. And then we have Nava replying to question six saying not advertise. This what if scenario seems like it would be a death knell for digital advertising as we know, mostly because we don't put up with the lack of transparency on results that traditional media is susceptible to. And then we have her continuing um, that answer saying without the point of differentiation, there's no real reason to choose those platforms other than for local services and product buys. Local service ads come to mind as an exception to this and the retail markets would likely shift to Amazon or Walmart, etc. 
And then we have Julie t- um, giving us question seven. Um, also saying I have two more questions I want to get to. So yeah, so this is second to last question. Um, what if Google Ads goes fully automated? How would you adapt? Yeah, thinking for me, it was very much thinking more about strategy, really. And I feel like we really need to work on that, which is, um, and, and, and I don't even just mean just paid media strategy, but also marketing strategy. Start really talking to our, the CMOs of the companies or, you know, just the heads of or the, in the company and um it's very much a you know adapt or die mentality that i've got which is literally what's what's the most important thing and what other channels um do i really also need to learn maybe you know upskill myself in to ensure that i keep myself in the business for me marketing is the job and there's so many aspects of marketing that we can still continue to keep learning our um, learning um, about and putting our hands towards that are going to be valuable that will keep us getting paid really well brad replies to question six go say um, those saying that if it was data such as qualified leads i'd be seeking out a third-party platform that allows you to upload said data if that wasn't an option i'd look to use that first-party data in other channels if possible google seems to be pushing first-party data so we should be good and yeah as nava said we should be steve replies to question five saying i think if we're pushed out of any database based audience expansion we will need to look at external use behavior and go there using a spectoria or other tool to find the sites your audience's users and either play direct buys our placement target that's expansion julie replies question six saying uploading first party data i think isn't in trouble now but it will potentially be with various state level um, privacy legislations being passed of course a federal law could address this as well i could see it saying customers did not consent to sharing with platforms hmm, interesting ken chang replies to question seven saying become a marketing robot <laughs> But being a marketing expert is what I'd call it. So as I said, don't, you know, go deep into the whole learning about paid search and only knowing about paid search. Widen, broaden, broaden your, your skill set and broaden um, the value that you bring to a company. Um, and then, yeah, Brett replies to question seven saying, I think I'd be looking to get more involved with other channels um, where there are levers to pull. Exactly. Microsoft ads, trade desks, Facebook. But I'd, of course, provide clients with guidance on how to best support that fully automated systems via CRO content stuff, stuff like that. Um, Steve replies, find a new job. 80 percent kidding. <laughs> So not fully kidding. Um, even fully automated still uh, takes some effort. There will always be CRO improvements and potentially even metadata needs that can push that robot in the right directions. Um, there are agencies that work um, on LSAs, which are close to that. Um, LSAs, what are no no lookalike audience? Need to put down the acronyms list. And then we have um, Amit Cabra replying to question seven saying, I feel like the only thing we really could do is get more involved in the marketing strategy as a whole. Like literally total hands off with, with that one with you, um, Amit. I'm, I'm very up. Um, that's basically what I've been saying. <laughs> that's basically my answer to get more involved with marketing strategy as a whole and broadening your skill set. Julie replies, again, I think it is pretty inevitable. Only the timeline is in question. As for how to adapt, everything post-click will become even more important. Start cultivating big picture of full spectrum thinking in everything you do. Very much in line with the marketing strategy um, Yeah, statement I made. Um, Kirk Williams replies to question seven 
seven as well, saying automation revolves around inputs and outputs. This means our jobs should shift to focus on these. So I would ask, how can I improve one or both of those inputs, data quality, code placements, algorithm guidance, tactics, etc. Outputs, reporting, troubleshooting, etc. Again, widen your skill set. Um, SnapTech Remarketing replies, SnapTech Marketing even replies saying, um, again, it comes back to reverting to old methods of data mining internal customer banks to identify hero marketing audiences. Finger cr- fingers crossed we don't have to. And that's um, in reply to question six about first party data. Orlando Valencia replies to question seven as well, saying, look for ways we can test and optimize it. Otherwise, I would start to compare it to other platforms to see if we need to shift strategies. Sam replies to question seven, saying, well, that one seems more likely, though you could argue that Facebook is already 80% of the way there now. But even with that, they are creative needs, CRO, website, etc., and overall marketing strategy. If the car drives itself, it needs a destination. Very true. Um, and then, yeah, Jilly goes, last question of the day. What if you can no longer see audience or demographic data in platforms? What would you do? Yeah, and this one frightened me, especially, well, I say frightened, <laughs> especially my main um, answer to that one was very much a question building on that, like whether um, all the previous questions was accumulative to this. So are we saying that we've lost keyword data, audience data, you know, being able to use first party data. And on top of that, we no longer can see audience and demographic um, data. Um, And yeah, Julie answered that I could see it as um, one or twos of those way. What was answered specifically? You could answer it that way or just if you could no longer see this type of data only. So yeah, I said them. Yeah, even keywords with no audience data will seem very backward. Not seem, will be very backwards. Um, and again, I'd move away from working on paid media strategy or tactics to overall business marketing strategy and brand management. Um, Snaptech Marketing replies to question seven about automation, saying automation still needs a strategy to align it to best practices and make it work for your clients' unique needs. We definitely have to get creative, but just because it's automated doesn't mean it doesn't need a human touch. We learned this at SMX Create Very true. That's what I've always said about automation from since the time... um, since the time I was um, doing AdWords scripts, you can't just set it and leave it. You really need to have um, keep an eye on it. Um, and then, yeah, Sam replies to Julie, where Julie had uh, was talking about uploading first party data um, being um, isn't in trouble now, but it will be potentially with um, various state levels privacy legislations being passed. Of course, a federal law could address this as well. I could see it saying customers did not consent to sharing with platforms. Sam replies, that would be a big yikes. Like what makes fundamentally sharing your email list with MailChimp different from sharing it um, with Facebook? That's very true. Um, Julie replies, email services could get caught in this net for a while. Good old unintended consequences. Sam continues saying, this is why we're helpful if the laws and regulations weren't written by the dumbest possible people a uh, dumbest possible group of people. Ooh, that was a bit harsh, but um, yeah, possibly true. Um, Julie replies, we should let them know we are available to help them understand how this all works. And Sam replies, honestly, I think that's needed, but I have no idea where to even start with getting to talk to the right people. Yeah, these guys should really 
create like helplines and help um you know well helplines on what on who 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 should get in touch if we've got advice or they should just listen to it in on these chats Nava replies to question eight saying facebook did this and i'm honestly not that bothered bothered respecting privacy first web now if this extends to targeting it'd be a little I'd be a little bit more bothered, but could still manage with contextual targeting and great creative. Um, and then in response to um, in response to Nava's answer about to question six, where she says, without the point of differentiation, there's no real reason to choose those platforms other than for, uh, for local services and product buys. Steve replies, I'm mixed on this. Newspaper has pretty, um, it was pretty abusive of its advertisers for a long time, but more for, but for some categories, it was the place to reach the target. Obfuscation is hurting digital, but it might be the only place to reach certain groups um, reliably. Nava replies, it depends on how much is obscured, but um, at a certain point, a brand will pay a premium and like it because of the level of service they're getting. I've seen ad reps take clients out to football games to win businesses. Yeah. Getting getting um, new businesses is a lot about schmoozing, I must say. Um, Julie replies to question eight, saying it would be difficult to lose access to this data as we have become accustomed to seeing it and using it for targeting major expectations. Resetting would be in order. Um, Snaptech Marketing replies to question eight, saying intent is key. We'd pray to the PPC gods that we are still able to target users by their demonstra- demonstrated intent um and yeah before we go because we've got some of our last uh, last few answers here we've got um sam saying that i think this is one where you would pretty um efficient um efficiently proxy around the audience using creative use more specific creative target the creative to an audience and evaluate using the creative at least in the short term and yeah, that that very um, deep and heavy to- uh, talk has brought us to the end um, of our chat today. Um, I, th- I think I wanna I wanna end actually with a few more. <laughs> Sorry, Sonica replies to question seven, saying, "I think this is where PPC has really shine as marketing and overall business consultants. If Google moves away from any manual work, we not only can use other platforms but other channels to complement Google." Agreed with Kirk on refining inputs as well. See if Steve Hammer um, as well replies to question 18. Companies like Claritas have been providing audience data for a while now. Plus, we can gasp, talk to customers too. Like, imagine that. Um, There will always be a way to garner audience insights. It just might not be as easy. So, wow. So, yeah, I'm going to stop at that. There were loads more answers given. I think even Azeen gave all his answers um, right after it. We've got some Anast- from Anastasia as well. But, yeah, loads of people, you know, got really involved, really, you know, really liking um, how this conversation happened. Um, I'll also even give Navith's tweet where she says, thank you for a wonderful, tough discussion on the worst case scenarios. What is? It's nice to know there are so many brilliant PPC folks to lean on for tactical and emotional support. Yeah, Nava definitely is one I'll be reaching out on, especially for data privacy support. So yeah, I'll definitely end that there. Um, we also have the support in terms of like post your chat therapy 
is what I'd like to call it, is our clubhouse chat on Fridays at 5 p.m. GMT. So yeah, if you can make it, please join that one. If you need an invite, please um, let me know. Let me know on my Twitter or on LinkedIn. Um, happy to give them um, away for free. I've got 10 um, that I'm still um, that I'm not holding on to that I've still got that no one's asked for. Um, also, Julie reminds us that in a, a couple of weeks on May 11th, we're going to have Patrick J. Gilbert, the author of Join or Die, as our guest host. So mark your calendars for that. So we'll be talking about things. He, was, he mainly talks about automation and how you should just get on the automation train with that one, which I totally and absolutely um, agree with. So yeah, I hope you found, uh, as usual, this talk um, very useful and taking some great takeaways. This was just chocker full of strategy advice. Every question was, what if um, something goes away? What are we going to do in replacement? You know, and so and this is what we come to conferences and webinars and talks about literally what are actionable advices that we can give. So eight different strategies, um, advices that we can give, like strategy topics that we're, we're given and loads of advice um, on all those um, topics. So I hope you took some notes and you're going to go away fueled with things to action. Um, but if you want to feedback about the podcast and, you know, even maybe some corrections on any of the things that, have, that I've shared on here, please get in touch with me on Twitter. My DM's open and my handle is the marketing Anu. Get to me on LinkedIn as well with the PPC chat, especially on the PPC chat um, roundup group. We'd be happy to have you join. Um, and um, yeah, we'd love for you to join and not just join, but also share your thoughts. And finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye. <laughs>